the 20 foot prolapse and we're gonna gross you out. One, two, three, fuck you. Episode negative sixty, negative sixty, negative sixty. Wait, wait oh. we're back to a whole number. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we've done, we've done over. Oh I, no! I think that actually means we're at over ten. Is that over ten? This, we this, started at negative seventy-two. Yeah, twelve. This will be the twelfth episode. Twelve Holy episodes in. Oh, oh. Consistently, twelve, 12 episodes in. Not- twelve weeks. Ah. Eleven. Ah. No, twelve we, weeks minus one that we go. missed because everyone was dead. Yeah. Of consistent recording. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And now now we just need to make our next goal consistent, consistent posting. posting. <laughs> and then <laughs> then we can actually call ourselves a podcast. They got uh, a two for last week. Uh, because they got a none for the week before. <laughs> yeah. So they got a nun. A nun. <laughs> yep. Woo! Like, like a one, flying one? Like no, like the one off of American Horror Story. It, is it one of those ones you buy off Craigslist? Wait, wait, which one? The bitchy old one or yeah. the really sexy one with the devil in her? They got possessed. Yeah. Both. At the same time. You can't I, have both. I, in one. No, no. I don't know if want anymore. Fusion <laughs> none. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. Buck, what were their what were their names? Uh, the nuns' names. Jude and uh Sister Mary. Jude. I yeah, just Sister Jude watched and Sister it. Mary. And I can't remember. And, uh, Jude and Mary. Yeah, so it'd be Sister Jerry. <laughs> Sister Jerry. Oh. Well, would, would she have balls? <laughs> I mean, uh, she is possessed, so maybe. Um, I'm Sister Jerry. Big, big ass demon balls. Ah, demon uh, balls. That's well, even worse. Because she's possessed. <laughs> or like, well, have you seen the uh, best dicks in gaming video? Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. And with the one where fuck, I think it's Satan, where Satan like walks out the fucking door, uh, and he's just got this huge fucking school bus sized dick <laughs> swaying around between his legs. Yeah, it's from like Dante's Inferno or yeah, something, right? Uh, fuck. Oh my god, a, that's amazing. Yep, it, it's a it was a good video. And yeah, that's <laughs> a pro Jared video. <laughs> that's a nice dick right there. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen it, go watch the best dicks in gaming. Yep, it's it's really funny. But I'm doing I, I haven't podcast. seen Pro Jared in for a while. Yeah, I actually I, I like Pro Jared is one of those YouTubers where I'm familiar with his videos and I know his stuff and I know his style and I always liked it. I just had no idea who the fuck it was <laughs> until I was talking till like till that video and someone was like, "Oh, Pro Jared video." I was like, "Is that who that is?" <laughs> I've heard the name and I've watched the videos. I've just never put them together. Um, as as long as it's 
As long as it's pro Jared and you're not pro Jared, because then you're pro touching the children. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Jared was just an edge lord. So <laughs> Sorry, I'm, we we won't uh, go into that. Uh, all yeah, you need to know not. is he like six and twelve. So That's so it. I'm I'm looking up articles on the uh, the hearts and faves. Yeah, thing. it's fucking the, hilarious. Uh, the two the first two articles that come up are headlined: How much did Twitter care about its core users? And uh, is Twitter trying to kill its users? Yeah. Um, funny, funny story is that was actually posted up on a bunch of Gamergate stuff because there's a whole bunch of SJWE type people freaking out about how the heart is way too intimate and creepy and we shouldn't make it easier for men am to I, send hearts at women are you it, kidding me am wow. i like literally the only person that like first i looked at my phone i'm like what's this heart thing i'm like i don't remember getting being on okay cupid for ever <laughs> and then i looked i'm like oh it's a favorite oh that's cute yeah well, and that's the thing. I I really didn't fucking care. I actually still I didn't notice until I started reading the articles about it. Because to me, like star, heart, fucking plus sign, it all just means favorite to me. And hundreds yeah. of thousands <laughs> of people everywhere had their masculinity challenged well, and they're offended. I, it, not even that. Like I just so I see the. No, heart. it's exactly that. Yeah, well, dude. Have you seen the tweets that are like, man, if you favorite someone's tweet now, you gay, nigga. <laughs> like you favorite a nigga's tweet, you gay. Like literally. <laughs> fucking everywhere oh my god <laughs> wow I, and i apologize for the use of the word nigger but le that's what these people are literally saying i i <laughs> i i haven't even like i haven't seen any of those it's just, like like i said i didn't even notice until i read the articles and saw people freaking out about it because once again like heart star all of it like plus I, all of it just means favorite to me so i didn't even yeah. realize it had changed right for most people it's a neutral thing yeah i just see the heart and i'm like yes favorite and then people are like why did the favorite button change and i'm like it wait it changed it it who cares <laughs> seriously it, it could be a gigantic middle finger for all I care. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> I mean it, it to me it's kind of like somebody goes and gets a haircut that you barely notice and then they point it out and you're like Oh, you used to have pigtails, but now you have a ponytail. Yeah, Except I wasn't that if somebody attention. got if somebody got their hairstyle changed from a star to a heart, you might notice pigtails offend me. M maybe not because if their hair was in the shape of a star before, I just kind of assume that everything they do with their hair is some crazy shit. But like, here's the thing: is that I noticed immediately because I'm like something is different on my phone. Like, if there's an icon missing, it's it's like when you walk out of a room and you forgot what you were going to do. It's like that for your phone. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck happened no. to that thing? I don't remember what it was. Right. I, I, Something's different, but you don't know what. No, see, yeah. the, the, so thing, I noticed the thing you were talking about happens to me all the time where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go to the go do the and then I open up the fucking app drawer and I'm like, uh. Oh, <laughs> what was I doing? And it's gone. It's it's literally the walk into a different room and go, uh, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Do you know why that happens? Because memory is compartmentalized. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're the only person that I've that I've said that to that's known what it is. No, I've I've actually read that before, and it's really interesting, but it's no less frustrating. Yeah. No, that it's just like 
Fuck! Why and does that? Well, my well, memories have to be segregated into junk. But then you walk into the like, and even if you walk back into the room, you only have a slight chance of actually remembering what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you've lost the Bye. train of thought. Yep. But yeah, the, so the the hard thing. Honestly, I don't give a shit. I, no, I, it could not be. It's, it, People More blowing. It's yeah, easy for you to say, Tal. You're already gay. It couldn't. It's be... turning hundreds of thousands of people gay right now <laughs> to send other people a heart. It, uh... it couldn't be more of a non-fucking issue. Hundreds of thousands of people are turning gay every day due to shit I, like I, this. I, I, Good. I mean, a company <laughs> changing the layout of a fucking button. People are bitching about Twitter doing this to not even changing where it is, but just changing the shape of it. Meanwhile, the travesty that is the layout changes on websites like YouTube constantly happening uh. is a thing. And people are bitching about this honestly harder than I've seen. Like people bitch about this harder than I've seen b people bitch about the fur affinity layout. No, you and know that what people blows bitch my mind. You know what people bitch about this like more often than anything is like you know the real issues like things like politics or yeah the fucking like I don't know just think of anything that has to do with world politics or like the economic crisis and honestly. Nobody gives a shit, but everybody is up in arms about yeah. this like button. Yeah. yeah. Look, <laughs> it's like, welcome, welcome to this. Welcome to the world as we know it today. It's like, huh, read something. Okay. Millions of people are starving, you know, worldwide. All right. You know, Twitter changed their yeah, hang on. what the fuck is this hard doing oh. here? Like, <laughs> so I, I love the irony of like the people posting one to Twitter, uh, two bitching about the hearts and then three having 335 hearts for their <laughs> post. <laughs> uh, I just, I honestly, it's, oh, uh, you know uh, what I'm going to do? I'm going to go write a Chrome extension that just changes it back <laughs> to a star. Like, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of like pre-orders. If anybody truly gave a shit about the heart as opposed to the star, they would stop favoriting posts for one. Yeah. <laughs> and they would stop using Twitter. <laughs> I, um, Both of these very viable and preferable options, because I don't want these people on Twitter. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to look into trying to make that Chrome extension, because that would be good. Have, That'd be funny. Have you ever seen some of the other really funny Chrome extensions for dealing you with know, shit on the internet? You know what you really need to do, though? You need to make it so it changes it back from most, but occasionally it just slips a dick in there. <laughs> no, no, just every once in a while, just there's one that's a heart. Just at random, <laughs> it just goes back on one of them, and people are like, "There's a bug. There was there was a heart on one of them." I'll be like, "No, it's a feature. It works what, as intended." What you need is a Chrome extension that um, you you make it do something else entirely practical, so that people will actually download it, but that it also goes to Twitter and changes their heart icon to a rainbow. <laughs> Oh fuck! One of the funnier, uh, like some of the funnier ones are the are, are the extensions that just replace words with certain things. Uh, yeah, or yeah. like insert words into thing. Like, I like like the one that there's one that at any time there's it plain. It says motherfucking plain. It just adds the word in. <laughs> or um, uh, uh, one of my favorite ones just because of the whole like people losing their minds over social justice on the internet is it takes words like takes the word problematic and replaces it with immoral um <laughs> uh take it takes words like um 
takes the term social justice and turns it into religion, <laughs> like shit like that. So it's like, this is totally immoral or, or uh, fuck, not social justice, but it's like, it takes a, a statement like this is problematic and against my whatever and turns it into this is immoral and against my religion and shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm reading... I'm reading one of the tweets here about the hearts and one person um, mentions love the heart Twitter. Now let's do something about the rape threats. My friends and I regularly receive. Yeah. Like <laughs> shit. Like, Oh my God. Shit like that. Shit. Exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Rape threats and shit like that. Not good, but no, it has not nothing good. to do with the fucking heart. No, uh... no. Yeah. Just leave it to the fucking graphics designer. To fucking fix your your it's, threats problem. Like, that's that's pretty friggin' stupid. And the other thing, the <laughs> other thing, by the way, people of the internet, if you get a rape or death threat on Twitter, call the police. Yeah, here's what you do. Call the fucking cops. Done. Which is sort of another thing entirely but the, the, like that is how that's handled you contact the authorities and then yep. the authorities go to twitter and go hey who's this and twitter goes here's the ip and the authorities go okay thanks and then they find him that that's what happens that, that is literally the process <laughs> they get a warrant they get the info the guy gets there, arrested there, there's there's Fuck's another sake. there's another tweet here um, someone posting sounds like Twitter finally saw the fault in our stars. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not That's, even a good movie. Yeah, I don't care. It has nothing to do with actually seeing the movie. Uh, or, or the three things from Twitter. Or I've learned three things from Twitter. People hate change. People accept change. We'll all be dead in a hundred years, and no one will care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Uh, yep. This they're, a, they're just progressing through the Lucky Charms canon. People, chill I, out. No, see, I like how I like how you can see all the different philosophies coming up through this heart thing. So you've got the nihilism of the "we'll all be dead in a hundred years and no one will care." You've got the uh, uh, progressivism of the "now how about my death and rape threats?" You've got what the fuck? They they're. Make they're poking fun at Twitter because they're just going through the Lucky Charms symbols. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what is honestly what is with Twitter and fucking cereal recently? I don't know. So so this delightful. Does anybody mind if we go this ahead? Is, this is such a good segue into one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Do it. Do so, it. Okay. So speaking of Twitter, um. One of one of our most beloved serial icons apparently is being harassed <laughs> harassed directly off Twitter. Okay. Um, I actually wasn't paying attention when you were talking about this earlier, so oh. please explain. So okay. So our our friend our friend from Kellogg's, Tony the Tiger, um <laughs> has uh has actually recently been severely harassed. Uh and speaking of uh speaking of rape threats and things like that okay. um so oh so be beloved <laughs> beloved tony all he's doing is hashtagging things like 
he's watching sporting events and you know the person that controls that part of the that part of their social media for kellogg's is like ah oh, right on you know the basketball playoffs are on these people you know scored this many in overtime and won and these people did this and these people are in the running and these people like just just like fun sports things and like hey kids get out there and keep active and just yeah. good things so apparently a large portion of the a good a good sized portion of the furry fandom evidently is harassing the shit out of Tony the Tiger. Wait, why? People that people that none of you want to be related to, basically, people just bad people in the fandom are harassing the shit out of Tony the Tiger, saying things like, "Give me your cummies." Oh my! Oh, oh my God! <laughs> um, oh. That like. Why Tony be so hot? (laughs) (laughs) And and like, this is to the official Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's just saying—he's just saying all this stuff. So, like the what was it? The the actual article is called. um, It's like apparently. Apparently, people want Tony's D, and they don't mean vitamin D. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That goes both ways. You're like, I want Tony's vitamin D. (laughs) So, oh my god! So such such tweets, such Uh, as, "I hope I get spanked by Tony." I hope Tony ties me up Um, (laughs) and grapes him in the mouth. Like, and and there's like ones like it's like you, sir, are a glutton for punishment. I won't deny your ability to cause swooning, though. I was like, (laughs) send send dick pics. That's just straight to the straight to the point. Uh, Yeah, give me give me cummies, daddy. Oh Oh my god! Okay, guys, awful. Seriously. Right. If this was like a joke account or something, that's that's one thing. But, but this is this, this is, is like the, official, uh, right? Okay. People see this. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that this is most likely not actually like furries saying this for reals. This is probably a bunch of trolls from 4chan. It's you really think so? And by trolls from 4chan, I'm still talking about furries. Oh but yeah. Like, Sending the dick pics, I'm sure. Like, I don't know, some people I can imagine doing it normally. But uh, but what kind of reaction is this bullshit? It's like, okay, here's Tony. It's like, great. Hashtag college basketball championships today. It's like, now on to the hashtag big dance. And then he like posts the thing. And then someone's like, fist me, Tony. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's you know a troll. What, okay, I will say, you know, this is terrible, but you know what I hope? I hope somewhere in like Kellogg's they have like on big screens their mascot <laughs> Twitters. <laughs> oh, Just a bunch of dudes sitting in a fucking knock room <laughs> with a big ass screen. Just give me cummies, daddy. <laughs> and random dick pics. <laughs> or, or, or they probably have like the Twitter oh. stream like of replies. Sitting in the lobby somewhere. <laughs> and the best part is the Streisand effect here, where now that it's become reported on as a thing, this it's is thing. going to be a thing. Like, Well, and you know what remi- this reminds me of is I've seen stuff like this happen before. Um, a <sighs> couple of programmers a while back put together this thing called, oh, I, I wish I could remember the exact name. It's something like the Talking Mountains, right? And basically it was this 3D rendered pair of mountains that would, shout back and forth to each other okay. anything tweeted to them at this certain tag right and 
at first it was meant to be like you sit there and you know you listen to what the mountains are saying and you can you type something in and maybe later it'll come out well of course you know 4chan whatever reddit found out about this and now it basically sits there and they either shout obscenities random nothing or just random letters (laughs) right and apparently it's now backed up for days (laughs) of just bullshit being taught and that's what this is it's, right it's kind of like the name the mountain dew flavor thing that 4chan got a hold of <laughs> <laughs> the top voted one hitler did nothing yeah, wrong hitler did nothing wrong was uh. the top voted name or or the lays when they did the lays potato shift it's yeah. like what was this like uncooked unsalted <laughs> potato flavor uh, the uh my other another one of my favorite ones was toothpaste and orange juice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) that that stuff has relatively harmed this harmless though well it's just it's funny too because we were um uh ryu and i were in a uh the vape shop up north and he was like yeah i'm looking for like a nice like mint flavor you know and one of the guys started talking about like mint with like citrus and i'm just like it's like toothpaste and orange juice. <laughs> Why? And like everyone in the fucking shop heard me and like turned and looked at me. But <laughs> I started talking about stu- like orange juice and toothpaste fucking vape. <laughs> That's like slapping breakfast right in the oh. face. And speaking of Tony the Tiger, I have, uh, I'm currently vaping <laughs> vape flakes, which is uh, frosted flakes flavor. <laughs> Oh, are you serious? Let's yeah. try that later. Uh, it's actually it's really good. So what you're saying is you have Tony Tiger in your mouth? I, I have Tony Tiger's frosted flakes. So so then you <laughs> then you probably wrote this then. Oh oh fuck me at, at real Tony Tiger. I'll lick the cat hair off. Let me wash that for you. Oops, your sweater came off. What? <laughs> what? <That's>, yeah, <laughs> and then there's a there's like a little licky tongue, and then a and then a smoochy mouth. <laughs> oh my People, god calm down <laughs> keep it in your pants please I, I mean yeah he's you know a hot dad type i get it but at and the same trust time me, you'd go type tony tiger into fa and there will be results oh my well, god the, the fact so that, many you don't but, even have to type it into fa it's like everywhere just the, browse the, the FA. fact that like a good you know, twenty percent of our childhood of and like transition into free is based off of shit like Tony the Tiger, Bowser. Chester Cheetah, Bowser, <laughs> um, fucking Robin Samurai Hood. Pizza Cats, or Robin Hood, or oh my god, a- Robin Hood. Yeah, tell me about it. I well, I, I'm just I'm waiting for Zootopia to come out. Now. Well, it, it's oh god. all what's it, always a new generation. <laughs> what's always weird for me is when I see like the especially innocent characters getting shipped. Like the other day when I was on F.A. and I saw a fox in the fucking hound picture and I was like, uh, my, you, you know, <laughs> you know, someone who has a fox in the hound commission. I, yeah. yes, but you, like, uh, you don't remember us going through the lyrics for the song oh, in yeah. that, don't you? No, I don't. Oh my God. We'll, we, we sat in the we'll basement. We'll pull that up for you during break. Okay. And just, you need to put your mind in the gutter and then <laughs> listen to the lyrics and you will break. It'll yeah. be good. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do that on the break. Uh, oh, it, it was wonderful. It, it was a magical moment that can only be completed by Disney rhyme. 
it's just I don't know. Fox and the Hound to me, especially since for most of the movie they're Look, like Tal. I know you. Children. I know you like. I know you like to think that things are sacred, but that's just it, not how the world it's works. It's not even that it's sacred. It's just like I see it, and like again, watching the movie, they're little children for the majority of the film. Yes, so but it's like you, it's, oh, it's you of so all dirty. people, should understand the <laughs> depravity of the internet. <laughs> oh, believe me, it, I understand. It's so just, nothing is sacred. No. Again, we just talked about Tony the Tiger. Getting rape requests. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Nothing. by the way, oxymoron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rape, rape request. request. Yeah. Do you mind if I rape you? Oh. Speaking of band names. <laughs> rape request? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it sounds like they'd be best buds with the guar or something like that. <laughs> Dri drive by pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I badly want to go see uh, actually speaking of uh, shows that are coming I actually got tickets to go see Tesseract here in Calgary so I'm gonna, damn I'm going to be going to that and I'm going to be bringing my record with me and I'm going to get them to sign it don't know what that is it's uh, a band yeah, it's definitely thank, a band thank you I, uh, <laughs> I figured that out this is like earlier when you told me that uh, they're this band the brain the brains were coming and I, I had to try and figure out what the fuck you were talking about. I am a gigantic brain. <laughs> and now to leave Earth for no, for no reason. reason. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> In geometry, the Tesseract is the four-dimensional analog of a cube. The Tesseract is to the cube as the cube is to the square. Yes. It's a cube made out of cubes. Yeah. It's a cubed cube? Well, yes. Yeah, sort of. Well, actually, it's funny. The, one of the ways I saw somebody describe it is they drew a square, and then they did, like, that weird T thing, right, with the squares, mm -hmm. and then they showed how you fold it up, and that is a two-dimensional uh, representation, uh, and, and so, like, that T thing is like kind of like a two-dimensional representation of a cube, and you fold it up, and they're like, so if you take the cube, and you do the same thing, you go cube, 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 and you're like fold it and somehow connect everything together that's now like a four-dimensional cube and i was like oh i get it i understand now yep yep i'll have none of your four-dimensional heathenous nonsense <laughs> <laughs> i it was actually really interesting i was watching a video about like uh the different dimensions and stuff like that and like everyone talks about like uh, the spatial dimensions, you know, there's three spatial dimensions and then time is the fourth dimension. But there was a guy who actually, he, he was giving a talk and he was like, I, I, don't, I can't describe it very well. Go watch TED Talks because they're amazing. But this guy was saying that, no, there is four spatial dimensions. In fact, there's closer to like seven or nine spatial dimensions, not time and other weird shit. There's spatial distance dimensions and he was saying mm -hmm. that the reason that we can't perceive them on a 3d plane is kind of like a 2d guy can only see shit moving this way right and that's all that they can perceive we can only see shit moving that direction and if there is another spatial dimension outside of it we just can't like we could not see a thing moving that way so that's really strange to think about yeah and like he's talking about like the space between subatomic shit, like it was weird to 
it, just go watch it. He does a better explanation. But you yeah. have to think. Stop thinking of space as like this plane, and instead you have to think of space as bubbles, different bubbles all put <laughs> together. And I was like, uh, well, uh, I'll have to post a link to it or something. <laughs> yeah, go watch it. It's cool. It just it sort of reminds me of back when people thought the Earth was flat. <laughs> exactly. Like you just kind of like. If you were in a two-dimensional plane and there was a corner somewhere, you wouldn't see that corner. You would have to essentially take a leap of faith to yeah. think that corner might still exist. And that yep. to try to put that into perspective into the 3D exactly. versus 4D realm is really... Well, it's funny because the reason it's so hard is because our brains are not evolved to operate like that at all. Well, and it, it's that whole question, how do you describe a color you've never seen? Exactly. Right? We, we it, don't understand how it works because we've never witnessed it. Exactly. So, uh, and like just watching it was really cool. And and it, it's funny because like because of that whole thing, describe a color you've never seen. That's why I get so mad at sci-fi. And when people try to quantify how aliens would act in human terms. And I'm like, we, and like people are like, they just come for our resources. I'm like, that's arrogant because that is a human philosophy. We don't even know if they... Un, if they but have, a, here's the thing: they like, could. They they could. It's within the realm of possibility, but it's arrogant to think that they would share anything at all, even remotely close to in common with human beings. Right? They might not even have communication as a concept, like or and certain sci-fi like genre, like certain sci-fi shows and books have explored that kind of interaction. Yeah, yeah. They um, they often try to but i mean some and, uh, well at some point you have to ratify it back to yeah. something they can relate like, to think of how ill received it would be to like have these aliens act so irrationally that people try to relate it to their own experience and go well that would never happen <laughs> well people do that it, yeah that's... It, it's actually um uh robert j sawyer uh in his book uh calculating god uh had this alien species that didn't math it just well, not even didn't understand math it just the concept of mathematics in general was beyond it it had it, it brain its brain could literally not math it had no way you could hold up two fingers and go how many and it would tell you two but if you said i have one finger and i'm going to add another finger how many it would go I have no idea what you're talking about, right? But it had this intuition and could uh, basically, the way we can math, it can morality. It understands moral questions and weird things that we don't. So you could ask it about the whole, like, you know, is abortion more, like, you could ask it about abortion and the morality involved in that and the ethics of that. And it would be like, it's okay, uh, if it's a Tuesday and she puts on a yellow shirt and you'd right. be like, well, what's the yellow shirt have to do with this? And it'd be like, it has everything yeah, to do with the mental part of your question. Uh, yeah, that, like, that, that becomes as much about science fiction as it does about philosophy though. Yeah, and, and it, well, science that, fiction a very, is a lot of philosophy. Right. But that, that's a very specific sort of subsection of science fiction and, it, not everybody can do that. Back. Not everybody wants to do that. Yeah. Well, and ultimately, it comes back to right. I've seen people try to write things in completely alien terms, right? So you've got a HP Lovecraft main character. No, because even then, the humans are still your main characters. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, some of the authors I've read will write 
you know, from the point of view of aliens and they will do everything. Like they will change all your terminology. They'll change your syntax to make it feel unusual. But if you go too far, you become <laughs> nonsensible, right? You <laughs> right. become unreadable. Yeah. It's, and right. that, that, that's just the thing to me where it's like when I hear people and not necessarily just in science fiction, but people talking about aliens and they talk about even just talking about it in terms we can make sense of is kind of arrogant as a species. No, yeah, but you gotta you gotta know that still some of the some of that science fiction explains that in that way where they're like the aliens have been observing human beings for so long that they're starting to absorb some of their culture and some of their mannerisms and some things they do. Like I understand, like, but it can't all be it can't all be obscure. It it would yeah. make sense. Like like for instance, here's a here's a great example. Okay, I I read a comic book called crossed okay yep. and it's about a disease where people get this kind of um kind of like this weird scar of a cross across their face and basically they revert back to a completely psychotic version of humanity where that things like rape and murder and stuff like that is all good like the basic instincts of your brain is the only thing that clicks okay. that's it so it's like eat fuck kill and that's it that's that's <laughs> the, all they know the the other thing about like and especially with with writing and making movies and all that is that writing a story is in in and of itself sort of an act of narcissism. You assume that what you're writing is what people want to read and <clears throat> when you're trying to write things like alien subcultures or like people coming to earth if you make the concept too extreme, if you make it like and you you may very well be right. Aliens do not act in a way that we would understand, but you can't write about that. No. Not without making it a commentary on like the whole interaction <laughs> of people with things they don't understand. And that might not be what you want to do. Well yeah, and I, that well, that stuff like that makes it hard, right? Yeah. Like like I was just saying, with that with that comic I read, the in this particular version, it's been a hundred years because of this this virus turned everybody into the cross there was so few people left that people's history and the english language was basically starting to peter out because there were so few people so when people talk to people in the comic book you have to really pay attention because words aren't the words they used to be they're all replaced with a lot of them are replaced with different words. So like a character will be talking to another character and where someone would be like, Oh, I think it's that they'd be like, well, I sculled about it the other, the other 10 week. And I, and it's just a mishmash of broken English because it's been gone so long. Yeah. But at the same time though, it's, it's harder to read. It's not that it's not enjoyable, but I felt if, if every author and every director would do that with aliens how people would, would have be? yeah people would have such a hard time kind of connecting and relating to that sort of format that they would kind of because let's be honest if something's not easy nowadays so many fucking people give up on it yeah yeah well, gunzuka is asking for an alien slash tony the tiger fan <laughs> oh if you if you look at you know just look at star wars for example <clears throat> the aliens in Star Wars, and aside from like the grotesque monster-like aliens, are pretty much exactly like humans. Yeah. They all yep. interact, they all talk, they all 
like and the races in Star Wars are more like racial stereotypes with a different skin attached. Like Yep. I, I there's nothing I, about them that makes them aliens I, except I get for it. the fact like, that they're strange. I get it from a literature and fiction kind of writing point of view. It's just to me when people talk about it, like, and it, it, even it comes down to even people like uh, Stephen Hawking have mentioned this, and I'm just like, you're thinking about something completely alien, literally, in human terms which just did you the, the logic doesn't apply because right. like, they weren't talking about fiction they were talking about like well, reality and, and the problem it, does the problem is is that that kind of stuff does paint people's perceptions of like yeah. what they think aliens are going to be like but again it we haven't experienced the fourth dimension in the same way we haven't experienced aliens <laughs> yeah well like a, a good thing to remember is like we're still learning things about our ocean we're learning about uh, organisms that operate in ways we've never even considered that, before. Those fucking things that live in the high sulfur, high heat environments yeah. and shit. Like right. things that like, you know, 10 years ago we would have told you, you were, you know, this is ridiculous. It couldn't exist. Right. And the thing to just remember is for, for all things, right. Keeping an open mind is kind of vital. Yeah. Right. Locking yourself into any point of view will make you unable to under yeah. to, to understand another yeah. point and, of view. Well, because you got to think about it this way. All life on Earth originated from one place, right? And assuming all life on a different planet, and again, it's a big assumption, assuming all life on a different planet, if there is life on a different planet, all evolved from, like us, one place, then that place that it came from was most likely completely fucking different yep. than ours. So let's then you just take that and apply the fucking millions of years of butterfly effect to separation shit to that, and you've got something that we couldn't even possibly conceptualize, let alone try to understand motivations of. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like, mind you, it's also a fun thought exercise. It is. Right? It that is. kind of world building can be so entertaining. Yeah. It's funny because I, I actually do it a lot. I like lay in my bed and try to think of, like, try to conceptualize the most weird, foreign, completely irrational, but somehow functional thing that I can come up with. And yeah, even just taking a. Uh, uh, life forms and changing what they sustain they're sustained on right right you look at uh, war of the worlds no not war of the worlds because they died from uh, <laughs> sorry i'm trying to remember there's a lot of them where it's like even just a different atmosphere yeah right and what that would change about the way you existed yep right it would change well, a lot it's funny because the the aliens i was talking about they couldn't do math those ones the reason that they couldn't do math is because um the thing that people have where, like, if you see a certain number of objects, you don't have to count it. You can just recognize it as that number. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, most people can do it up to, like, six or seven or something. Yeah, it's like an association. Yeah, concept. you just see that number. You don't go one, two, three, four, you just go, that's five. You, you don't have to count it. Um, they can do that up to something like 54, 53, somewhere around there. And so the reason that their brain, like their brain biologically, literally cannot compute like that is because there was no evolutionary advantage to being able to go any higher. Because if there's 53 fucking predators around you, you're already fucked and it doesn't matter how many more there are. So they just never developed the ability to do it. This is a book I still need to read. You what? need to read it. It's really good. <laughs> 
Yeah, because that that begs the question: What was their um, evolutionary practice for calculating morality? Uh, I don't know. They Is never. It, they never. They never addressed that. this. It's strange that they would explain why they can't do math, but not why they can calculate morality. Yeah, it's well, it, it's weird. I I do suggest reading the book. They come up with interesting theories and concepts. He introduces the concept that, uh, as much as it's debunked now, because. Uh, science is all but accepted at this point that the universe is not a cyclical thing uh, so there's no big bang big crunch but he was talking about if there were a big bang big crunch and if there were a thing like a god what if this god was actually just an intelligence that existed that was the universe before because the aliens were uh, had developed AI like fully functional sentient AI and they said that they didn't actually develop an AI they didn't create it they put in place a system with the basically with everything in such a way that an AI would develop into develop on its own. Yeah, it would develop on its own. It would um, emergent property yeah. is what they what they called it. So they are saying is but, what if the entire previous universe was just an intelligence as this emergent property of the entire universe with all the fluxes and waves and shit going on? Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting ways of thinking about the the world and space in general. We should totally start up like an unfurled reading list. We should. And review stuff. Go read Robert J. Sawyer, Calculating <laughs> God. Do it. It's a good I've, book. I, I've been planning my first set of book reviews because I'm finishing the third book of uh, Jesse Owens' um, Summer King series. So, What's Summer you, King? Uh, it's... A book written by Jesse Owen. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll apparently hear about more later. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't want to give anything away. Okay. There will also be like extremely heavy spoilers, so uh hopefully you either don't care or have read it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think? Should we take a yeah, quick let's, five here? Let's and play then... cars segment. We'll take a quick five. This is gonna definitely be a shorter episode, I'm thinking. Which is fine after the couple of two hour long yeah. benders we've had. Yeah, we've yep. had some pretty good considering our target was ninety minutes. Yeah, uh, I worked from twelve to seven thirty. Yes, today. So yes, yep. today. Yes, today. Yep, <laughs> Mr. So, yeah. Chicago. And, and twelve <laughs> to six thirty yesterday. Yep. So I'm yep. a little fuckered. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, so, we'll play a thing. We'll play a thing. Stick around mm -hmm. and uh, you all enjoy it. We're gonna go read apparently "Dirty Fox and the Hound" song lyrics. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I have it queued up, boy. Okay. All right. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're enjoying Unfurled so far. This is Carr with some more political ranting. So, it's been a busy day in politics. Uh, this morning, we actually swore in Justin Trudeau officially as the Prime Minister, and uh, Harper is now officially gone. And good riddance. Like, granted, he's still my MP for now, but uh, I can't be helped on that. So with uh, the new Prime Minister, we also have an entirely new cabinet and government. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what the hell a cabinet is, that's just all the other ministers and people that, you know, actually run the little bits of the country because, well, let's face it, at the end of the day, the prime minister is just one man, and if he could run the whole thing himself, I'd just be impressed, to be honest, or really doubting how good anything was going. Anyway, uh, so with the uh, new cabinet and with the kind of the representation of the, uh, basically the whole country within the kind of that inner sphere of government, uh, there was a lot of concerns, of course, that with it being a liberal government, the West would be ignored or other parts of the country would be ignored. Um, and right away, 
Prime Minister Trudeau uh, really swayed a lot of those fears. Uh, we've got a very diverse representation in uh, the cabinet. Uh, there is a representative from every single province or territory that actually elected somebody into the Liber- from the Liberal Party. Uh, we've got two uh, cabinet ministers actually from Alberta out of the four MPs that we elected out here, which is, you know, a pretty good spread. Uh, one of the Calgarians uh, is actually the Veterans Affairs Minister. Uh, and one of the Albertan uh, MPs, is uh, Amarjeet Soy. Uh, is the infrastructure minister. Now, those are both fairly high-profile positions. They're not like some of the little more fiddly things like agriculture or uh, some of the more mundane portfolios like that. These are pretty big ones, especially with the concerns regarding veterans uh, from the previous government. Uh, So giving a couple of those higher positions to specifically Albertan ministers is a pretty big deal. Uh, you've also got uh, a representative from Nunavut in the cabinet. Uh, Hunter Tutu is now the fisheries minister, uh, which again, uh, putting somebody from an area like that is not normally highly represented into uh, a fairly important economic portfolio, especially for certain areas of the country, is a, definitely a big deal. Uh, the one I really like is actually uh, the defense minister, as for Vancouver. Uh, Harjit Sajan is now our defense minister. Now, I took a moment to just kind of take a look at this guy's record. He's kind of a badass. Uh, He's a retired lieutenant colonel from the Canadian Army. Uh, He's a combat veteran of Bosnia and three tours of Afghanistan. I think it's safe to say this guy knows a thing or two about the armed forces. Uh, Very highly decorated soldier. um, And I'm, again, looking forward to the fact that uh, Trudeau seems to be taking both um, experienced people that are uh, skilled within their field. a mix of veterans and new faces in the cabinet, which is a good sign. Again, it's he's so far he's off to the right foot of basically holding up that whole idea of change, that whole idea of equal representation, that whole idea of basically making sure that his government reflects the country that elected it. So I guess from here, we just are going to continue to see what happens with the next session of parliament. Um, the next session of parliament is actually going to be recalled uh, in December. Because the Prime Minister is now going to be off on a whirlwind tour of a whole bunch of these international summits. Uh, There's a Commonwealth summit going on, uh, whether he'll probably meet the Queen. There's um, a defense conference, I believe, in uh, India. And then a climate change conference in Paris, all within the next month. So he's going to be jet-lagged as hell. (laughs) Now, with the last couple of weeks, it hasn't all been sunshine in politics. And hey, I wouldn't be me if I didn't just go off on a good old rant here. So... Bias in the media. Uh, I know it's always a favorite topic of uh, where you're getting your sources in any sort of political realm, and I am not in any way, shape, or form going to be claiming to be an unbiased uh, source myself. I have an opinion, and you're damn sure you guys are going to know it. But I still do encourage you to check your own damn sources. Uh, One of the big things that's been actually just really just pissing me off the last week is... The way that media in certain areas of the country have been talking about, not only, of course, the new incoming uh, prime minister and government, but the local NDP government here in Alberta. Uh, Now, the NDP just released their first budget since being elected back in the summer. And within a few hours of that budget being released, uh, Shell actually announced that they were canceling a project that was going to employ about 1,600 people. and of course, immediately, a certain edges of the media 
uh, out here jumped on that, uh, you know, decrying the NDP budget as an attack budget and uh, its proof and claim that they're killing our jobs and they're uh, going to run the province into ruin and uh, pick up your pitchforks and your guns and let's chase Notley out. For fuck's sake, people. Shell is a multi-billion dollar international corporation. They do not, on a whim, make these decisions based on a budget. You certainly can't go through all the paperwork of cancelling a project like that a few hours after a budget gets dropped. That is a decision that Shell was probably trying to wrestle with for months, making all sorts of considerations based on profitability, projections of oil costs, projection of operating costs, projection of labor costs and operating costs and taxation and the myriad enormous amount of things that I can't even begin to comprehend because business is not my strong suit. That is not what I went to school for. That is not what I do in my life. I cannot begin to imagine how many different decisions have to go into making a call on canceling a project that enormous. And they certainly don't get done because a single government drops a budget that maybe not be the most perfect budget ever. Now, a lot of my friends that are of a more conservative leaning have all been talking about, well, the changes in the taxation and the changes in this and that and the other thing from the NDP government are making it far more difficult. Oh, shut up. Even with the increase in taxes to corporate taxes that uh, the NDP have done still puts us on par with most of the rest of the provinces in the country. And we are still one of the absolute lowest tax jurisdictions in the developed world. We're basically just putting ourselves back on par because we need to start making up other revenue streams and just relying on $100 barrels of oil in Alberta. This is one of the reasons we elected an NDP government, because the last government for the last 40 years has squandered the wealth that we could have been gaining. Look at countries in Scandinavia, Norway in particular, and how they have for the last several decades been putting in higher taxes for oil companies to be able to put away money for when the inevitable sudden drop in oil prices happened. The people of Norway are enjoy a, f a better quality of life in almost every measurable statistic, and I do challenge you to look this up. As I said, check your sources, check my sources, but in almost every measurable quality of life indicator that's out there, Norway outpaces Canada in disparity of wealth, in education quality, in the ability to get a free or very low-cost education, because they have, for the last several decades, been putting away a little bit of their oil money with their higher tax revenues and their higher royalty values. And, oh, guess what? The oil companies all in the world did not all ship out of Norway because their taxes went up a little bit. A lot of the times, these are empty threats. And you have to remember that after the oil companies get over their humping and their stomping and their fussing and their pouting, and they may, they may go and fire a few people just to show the examples of how this current government is a terrible thing, or it may just be a part of their general cycle of business and the boom and bust that goes along with the resource sector. Once an oil dry, well dries up, or whether a, once a mine uh, is being, well, mined out, you don't need those employees anymore, and there is going to be a segment of layoffs as you readjust your costs, you find a new source, and then you hire a bunch of people back again, and it starts over. Being able to start building up our revenue in other areas in the, in the province especially, and in the country, is very important to make sure that we can coast through those dip cycles and then be able to take the wealth from the, the boom cycles to put away for the next bust cycle. It's part of being a resource economy. It's part of being a resource country. 
Our manufacturing sector has certainly suffered in the last five, ten years, and we need to make sure that we are building it back up again, whether it's in just straight manufacturing or in other areas where we can make wealth. And again, that is the call for people that are in a much more uh, suited place of government than I am. I'm just a guy with a microphone. That's about it for my rant today. Thank you again very much for listening. Uh, as always, if you have questions, concerns, anything you want me to uh, try and bring up, just email the usual us at unfurled.net and just earmark it for car. Uh, thank you again for listening and enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Hoover ass It'll suck sucker. your ass and your wallet. <laughs> I think we're back. <laughs> uh, I think, I think like Hoover ass sucker sounds like some kind of ghetto insult. Yo, you Hoover <laughs> ass sucker. <laughs> Oh man! Shit! <laughs> uh, and we're back. No, I thought yep. we were liar. Back on, yeah, I thought we, we were. were back on Hoover Ass Sucker. Okay, we can be back on Hoover <laughs> Ass Sucker. <laughs> That's Hoover Ass Sucker. <laughs> so since nineteen seventy-five. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jacob is going to bootleg bootleg your record with wood glue. We, you, you I want to, yeah, I want to see that. It. Um, I'm gonna wood your leg with. First, we need record. to make Adam write a rock opera because I, <laughs> I have a feeling that would be excellent <laughs> with so starring such songs as Hoover Ass Sucker. <laughs> now, here's the thing: you should write for Primus. I, I, I do, I do actually have. Uh, yes yes i have one it doesn't get much use anymore but um <laughs> once your ass is thoroughly sucked and you really can't i mean Whoa. once you get past the anal prolapse there's just no going back yeah. oh I, uh, I can only prolapse uh, so far uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's you the barferingest thing 20 some feet or so uh. I uh that's so awful. Accidentally stumbling on any of that yeah. shit is twenty foot prolapse sounds like a a band a band awesome name. Band name. Yeah. Where are the twenty foot prolapse? <laughs> Ow. Uh, their their costume uh, is just like their intestines sucked out of their body. <laughs> like like that old like that old story that you'd used to hear at pools about that guy who like sat on the filter and had his intestines. And sucked oh. out. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, that, that was one of those urban legends that went around my the, the pool. Yep. Back in the day. Yeah, yep. I remember that urban legend. Yep. That's never just... never happened, but of course it didn't. Yeah. yeah it's oh. I, I figured that would be a gigantic oversight if <laughs> mean thing to call your wife Hoover S. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, chat, why? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh, you guys uh, are a bunch of ace holes. Yep. Uh, ace in the hole? What? Ace holes. Ace hey, holes. Yep. Ace. So, I suppose. How much email do we have? We have three. We only have three emails. What the fuck? Yeah. Three mails. Now, see, I'd bitch at our, our listeners, except those episodes went up, and there's four hours worth of episode that yeah. went up. Yep. They had four hours to comment on. Four whole <laughs> hours? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, let's start with this one, shall we? Nope. Uh, greetings unfurled. Uh, so happy your sexy and hilarious voices are back assaulting my delicate and intricate ear holes. <laughs> I mean, 
you're you're not wrong no they're very intricate and delicate quite delicate yes yeah. though the holes less so the contents <laughs> more I'm, delicate i'm coming for your ear hole it's it's like the it's like a ring box you know the box isn't very delicate but the ring inside is you know a work of art i'm curious have you guys ever driven to furry fiesta if so did you pass through a town slash city by the name of wichita falls texas <laughs> Um, I we, we've driven to Texas. Yeah, but we, we drove to Dallas Fort Worth area. We, we didn't see most of it. No, there was kind of no. a storm. We saw most of Texas. Yes, we didn't see most of almost anything else because <laughs> of fucking like we're driving along this highway, and there just happens to be a blizzard just along that highway, <laughs> <laughs> one kilometer in either direction, east or west were out of the storm but just on us the storm basically just went fuck this road trip in particular like when we were driving it was fucking stupid dude That's it was awesome. it was impressive it was a blizzard in fucking new mexico the blizzard didn't stop until well into texas well, Den denver was 20 degrees and sunny yeah. By the time we got there, it was negative like ten and slush. Yeah. <laughs> and the, like the kind of slush that just sticks to everything. We had a good like three or four inches of ice on the front of the car that we like smashed off. Oh, not not to mention yeah the the front of the car. Not to mention the wheels. Yeah. Fuck. We had to keep like going in and scraping out the inside of the wheel. Oh wow. Yeah, it was bad, man. Um. So he continues here. If not, uh, have you guys at least heard of it? I'd say I wouldn't be surprised if you had. However, even with the national and international media attention the town grabbed because of its uh, water reuse program because of the drought, I don't really expect you to have. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't I mean, remember the I've heard I know of Wichita Falls, but... I, I've heard of Wichita. <laughs> I, I don't um, know if that's different from Wichita their, Falls. Just not their falls. Yeah. Uh, to make a long story short, the area was under a severe drought and that almost wiped, wiped out its usable water sources. Um, the city thought up this idea uh, to filter and reuse the city's used water and pump it back through, thus creating an almost infinite source of water. Uh, the project became so quote-unquote successful that it garnered attention from uh, media outlets like Good Morning America and her over-the-seas cousin. Uh, I, what, what's the over-the-seas cousin? Uh, <laughs> that, that's like saying this is Joan and her sister <laughs> and not ever introducing the sister. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know Gary from New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, to end it uh, there, uh, we're out of the drought and I'm curious as to how far this story went. I, I It sounds familiar enough that I think I've seen it, but I honestly don't remember. I'll I ask, have not heard any of this, actually. I'll ask Carr. He pays attention to this, this stuff. I, I, I'm on Reddit all the time and I haven't heard of this, which surprises me. <laughs> I haven't heard it. It's new to me. Yep. Anyway... I'm going to yawn a little bit. Nope. <sighs> Excuse me. Anyway, Exciting. Uh, here's hoping for another long and awesome Ooh. podcast. For the, sorry for the long email and any run-ons that uh, this might have. Forever a fan and carpet shark. Noya Perla. Carpet shark. Oh, ferret. That's right. Yep. I was thinking circle <laughs> for a second there. Uh, but circles are land sharks. There's too many sharks. There's like shark sharks, land sharks, 
carpet sharks, air, air pool shark. sharks, <laughs> lone sharks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what species? Space sharks. <laughs> what species are you? I'm a lone shark. <laughs> What's that look like? A broken nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just imagining a shark in like a mob boss suit. Yep. With like a nice hat. Yep. Lone shark. Somebody'd get on that shit. I I'm pretty sure it exists. Yeah, probably. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh so why? the next email is also super short. Oh like it's it. one sentence. I will read it. Because you're lazy. One sentence? I will read it. One will, single solitary sentence. I will read the sentence. Here I go. Reading the mm. sentence. Well, actually, you're talking. Look out, he's reading. got a sentence. I'm going to read the sentence now. <laughs> University horrors. Um, what was the worst thing you witnessed or had happened to you at college and or university? Well, that's easy for me. I, I can remember clearly the worst thing I've seen. Uh, mine's pretty easy. It'd probably be college and or university. That too broad. <laughs> <laughs> you get a D. Okay. Not the D. <laughs> a D. Damn. <laughs> anyway, you said yours is easy. Well, yeah. So I used to be a basically lab monitor at my university. And uh, on one of the late shifts, uh, it was getting close to nine o'clock at night. Right. So it was late. It's also mid December. So this is classes are more or less over. Final projects are being written. The library is full, like chock full of people on the computer lab. Every computer seat is taken and uh, power goes out. Awesome. And just the it, it goes out. And then there at first there's just dead silence. If you ever want to hear what utter despair sounds like, go turn the power off on a computer lab in finals week. It uh, everyone just yeah. was panicked in, in my house. How many people came to you for help? All of them did. <laughs> it, I don't know what they expected me to do, but it, in my uh, high school, um, one of my friends uh, found a way to just break all of the Linux computers in the entire lab from his one workstation. <laughs> well, I, I've seen it done. I didn't do it myself. The, these also were not like you know, terminal boxes. They were their own separate Linux instances on each computer. He broke all of them. It was a good time. Yeah, apparently. It, yep. it reminds you of a st reminds you of a story about like I think it was this one Linux class that my buddy was telling me about. And <clears throat> the the professor up at the front of the class had mentioned like extra points if um because they were all the all these computers and workstations would run off a particular vm instance yep and so he would give extra points to the person who could disable every other vm instance <laughs> and so as he's going and teaching through like everybody's computer shut off and he just kind of grins <laughs> That had better have been a network security class. <laughs> a, or a Linux class. I yeah. mean... Fuck. Uh, I I don't really have any college stories. I went for a two-year diploma. It was pretty tame. Yeah. The worst thing that happened was, like, the one girl that was in our uh, capstone project didn't get her uh, her student loans. They fucked something up. And so, like, she was our, like, main DBA person because she'd actually done work for it before. Yep. So we lost her. Ah, oh, that's... She went back to Saskatchewan. 
That's wow. fucking shitty. That's yep. shit. Elaine. Uh, especially about- going the going back to Saskatchewan part. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went to work at a lumber mill, I think. Yeah, oh. Sask- Saskatchewan is a black hole. It's one of those places where once you've been there, it will suck you back. <laughs> and the longer you spend there, the more like it digs its claws into you and just tries to pull you back into. I used to go there twice a year every year. Yeah. And are you going to go there again? Well, my family lives there, so yeah. yes. Yeah, so see what I mean? It's a black hole. Until they all die. <laughs> it's going to keep sucking you back. There's going to be a new slogan. Saskatchewan, where dreams just go like, to die. I can't wait till my family <laughs> dies and I can stop going to Saskatchewan. <laughs> I, ju- I just realized after I said that was a terrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, lordy, lordy. Who, who Saskatchewan, making people wish death on their families since... <laughs> Now, <laughs> since now, <laughs> who read last email? Uh, who read email? Well, okay, I've got it open here. I was gonna say you got it. Th- this one's from Cake. Cake, mm. dear fuzzy Whoa. tube steak, winner winner chicken dinner, Calgary strip, and semi new meat. Calgary strip. Is I'm Cal- new meat. Is a Calgary strip a thing? I thought. There's yeah, Cal- new- Calgary strip is that. Uh, really shitty steak sandwich cut you get. Uh. <laughs> right? That, that's the Calgary strip. <laughs> not not even like a nice like skirt steak? No. Like they ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> like a meat skirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Meat skirt. Calgary strip is what Lady Gaga is the steak after Lady Gaga wears it for a show. <laughs> Uh, Greetings, friend. It is I, the Frosted Lion, and I return with a glorious question for you. See, you being the Frosted Lion is especially funny considering today's episode. (laughs) They're good. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who's Frosted Lion? What? Cake. Cake is the Frosted Lion. He he sounds delicious. I mean, if if he's gonna be going with the frosted lion bit, we might as well continue the inappropriate uh, sexual advances. <laughs> I want to fist you. <laughs> um, he he asks, what is what is our favorite piece of furry literature? Whether it be naughty or not, it does not matter. Uh, does it have to be written by a furry? It, no, it says it has to be furry, furry literature. literature. Uh, Take that as you will. I don't know if I have a particular favorite. It also depends on how we define furry. <laughs> I'm going to be cheating with mine, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I could cheat and say Farseer by Robert J. Sawyer. It's nothing but anthro dinosaurs all over the place. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's that's scaly. They're lesser creatures. Uh, <laughs> oh. fucking, that that comic that was on Reddit a while ago. The dad like walks into the kid's room, and the kid's oh, like yeah. got like a Sonic hat on and a fox tail <laughs> and shit. And he's like, "What the fuck is this shit? I told you there is no. F- we will not have that furry shit in this house." Then he rips off his fucking like nice button up shirt, and underneath there's just a muscled dragon thing on his shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "This is a." scaly households. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then like, there's a follow-up mm-hmm. comic of the same kid walking around some shitty neighborhood <laughs> and a bunch of bro, dude bro looking guys with the same dragon shirt on walk out and they're just like, we don't take kindly to furries around. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but um, so good. I guess um, 
so we, we could always give like both answers from a furry author and nod. Yep. yep. Um. Oh fuck. Um. Goddamn. The name of the book that Rikoshi wrote about the time fox. Summerhill. Summerhill. That one. Fuck. That's a good book. I like that book. I I liked Summerhill. Like it's written well, but there's it's not it's not a first book. It's it's obviously part of something larger than itself and doesn't answer a lot of questions. I don't mind a uh, book not answering all the questions. I really don't. Um because uh, I, I don't know the way it was written in my mind uh, it wasn't just like questions going unanswered that you were like dying to hear the answer to it was more like it was written in the a kind of way where the unanswered questions were things that you could mostly try to fill in with your own imagination um, just I, I suppose yeah like it, but they're they're obviously questions that are yet to be answered and i know that this is a book of a series yeah so <laughs> like it's i don't know i didn't i didn't myself i didn't think it detracted from the book when because we we did a review for it on fangs and fonts and yeah we we all agreed like the book is well written uh there were definitely a few sort of sticking points that didn't quite uh own up but it was also we also reviewed it at a time when we pretty much assumed that was going to be the only book and was reviewed as part of a series or we reviewed it as a novel standalone novel and then as a part of a series yeah but yeah that was a good book also Farseer by Robert J. Sawyer if you like Scalies yep they're good books for uh for me favorite novels Black Griffin which is part of a trilogy by Mercedes Lackey and Larry Dixon. Um, if I'm going for a furry author, it's harder. Um, I really enjoyed Vol, but mm. I don't know if I enjoyed it because of the setting, which I really enjoyed, and I thought the narrative wasn't terrible, or the not-so-important parts that the, were the porn. <laughs> yeah. gratuitous it, amounts of sex in it every is chapter distinctly erotic yeah, so. no. <laughs> yeah. It, it's Distinct, straight up porn distinctly no, erotic no, it, it, has, it's, it has enough of a plot to count as erotica uh, just but just enough that's I, and I, the, the same does not go for the sequels, <laughs> which go out of their way to just jam porn into it it's it's kind of like American Horror Story yeah. Well, the yeah, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly boning, because <laughs> uh, Vol Vol had a lot of sex. Um, was a pendant of the father, or uh, your pendant of fortune, and then sins of the father. Yeah, p yeah, pendant of fortune. I don't really remember. Uh, I know that um, sins of the father was not di didn't have a lot of sex in it. No, but was very very quick paced i got it like was. physically exhausted it's, reading it considering the way the other two were paced it was fast like i yeah. i picked it up i'm like this isn't in, in any way like the others yeah <laughs> vol was by far my favorite yeah i i did really enjoy vol that that one's pretty up there i'm trying to think of any others that i've read recently waterways was decent waterways is okay um I, it, I, it was sort of the first of the sort of trope that yeah. Kyle's been writing for a little I while. I think that's why I liked it the most because it was one of the 
it was the first but one <laughs> still still not my favorite i vol's pretty up there as far as kyle's works go mm-hmm. because i like the setting i like the characters and there was a lot of interesting interactions yeah the short stories um, he wrote were also pretty good like i've been reading through summer king and while they're written well they're not my favorite um and the only furry book that i can think of that i read was um fuck it's one one of the red wall series i have i bought like 20 of those books and i need to read through them i'm currently reading a non-furry book but that doesn't count actually i, I should <laughs> yeah. go back and read you don't so, count I, I should reread vol i really did enjoy that but yeah um, i'd say for me the the red wall series Yep, that definitely Good counts. Classic. How many furry oh, yeah. books have you read? Huh? Actual like furry authors? Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> even know that intrig- was a thing until now. <laughs> Let me introduce you <laughs> to the world, my friend. <laughs> I'm fine with I, that. I'm I got pretty... I got a copy of Out of Position in my room there you can borrow. I don't know if you'll like it. I was like, why are you giggling? We, we should think... start with one that's less hardcore game porn dicks. Here, <laughs> let's let's put it this way. I've got as you as you all know, I've got a pretty open mind. However, it does that kind of thing. Like even American Horror Story, seriously, is one of my favorite shows. But it does get fucking old when the characters are just all of a sudden fucking just fucking for no reason. <laughs> like, not that there has to be a reason, but the fact that it's like every other scene, when it's like script, really good plot when the points. Script keeps ending with and then they had sex. Yeah, the, like amazing story. The, the, un, the unfortunate thing about writing is that everything that you do in the novel has to have a reason. Yep. You don't get like the random happenstance <laughs> that happens in everyday life. If that character's fucking, there'd better be a reason for it. Yep. And that's mostly just for like because the read from the reader standpoint, unless they're looking at it for porn, if you're like trying to read an actual book, you're like, there'd better be a reason those people are fucking or I'll, it, or else I'm putting the book down. It, it's it's really funny. In Farseer, there is and this is written by a non fur. In Farseer, there is blatant hardcore dino sex in the book yeah I, and it's it's actually quite hilarious and and mccaffrey has done that to me her dragon rider series it's a long series there's you know probably 20 or so novels that she's written in it and just in one of them as you're reading through all of a sudden not just human but also dragon sex <laughs> it's like um oh and that's the thing there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not like constant filler fluff it's like well we didn't we didn't know how to bridge the gap between this setting and this setting so (laughs) So we had so we're just gonna have them fuck and it's gonna star wipe to the new city like it's when that shit happens you know what we call that we call that the lazy it's like it's like the the, it's like the star wipe but just sex yeah just people fucking it's a fuck wipe like scrolling across the screen as it gives way to a new scene seriously you need to if you have fuck wipe if you guys haven't seen (laughs) uh if you haven't seen the the room by uh, tommy wiseau yeah if you go and watch it you'll understand what i mean by that a good Uh, number of the scenes it, hear the just, heavy implied quotes just there. end with sex just end with a bunch of sex yeah <laughs> but the, the fuck wipe you, you know i i figure <laughs> a lot of no. i figure a lot of people would be really surprised to find out just how active like of a writing community there is in the furry fandom yeah there well that's the thing there's a lot of books uh uh and fucking uh i've got just myself i have uh the entire out of position series 
Behind Hallowed Walls and the I think there was a sequel to that one I got that I have. Um I've got Waterways, I've got uh what was that other Bridges? I really didn't like that book. Yeah, Bridges, Bridges was okay. Um, I I wouldn't even get some, it okay myself. Some ones that I, I have really here really didn't like it. So yeah, there's Jesse Owens' Summer King Chronicles. Um, there's currently three books. All of the out of position stuff. Uh, God of Clay by Ryan Campbell. Um, some short stories and mainly there's a lot of anthologies. Yeah, there is a lot of anthologies. Like insane amounts of anthologies, which is why I can't really pin down my favorite furry book because currently I've been spending so much of my time reading, writing for, and uh, editing anthologies. Yep. Short stories. Yep. 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 Very short stories. But we'll, yeah. try, we'll try and figure out some sort of like read list or something for yeah. us at some point here. I'll have to go grab those books so Adam can that, at least that see. That read list must include books. all of the anthologies Jerry? that I am a part of. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, we'll so Adam can see books. We'll skip those uh, those entries. <laughs> all right, um, and that that's it for. Yeah, I think we're about done. Email. So that's all well, we got. Yeah, th- thanks for listening, guys. How about, I, uh, how about we actually do an outro this time and we say thank you to all of our listeners and to all of our com- contributors, especially no. Scream Fox. <laughs> no, <laughs> who gave us our intro. <laughs> Have we uh, not done so to this point? We we thanked him at the beginning uh, when we first started, but I think we should get in the... Once every 12 back, episodes isn't bad. Yeah, get in the <laughs> habit of thanking Screen Fox for that. You can find him on FA. Uh, yeah, he's I, a great musician. I'm building our contributors page. Yeah. You, it's pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, you can send us email, anything you want, comments, questions, criticism to... Yeah. Uh, if you want to harass Carr to talk about a particular political topic. Yeah, just send it all to us at unfurled.net. That's us at unfurled.net. Um, we'll read it on the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. And See. now I gotta go get more vape juice. <laughs> You're vape a juice. new age dad. <laughs> I, need, I need to go look up where... Uh, Tony is tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably crying in a back alley somewhere. Need to get me some of that frosting. <laughs> You're going to frost my flakes tonight. <laughs> Suck your dick for some frosting. <laughs> That's uh, fucking awful. <laughs> Tony, no. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awful. That's da- so Daddy awful. needs to go out and get some coffee and a better son. I thought you were going to say cummies for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could have. Uh, I just don't want to say that word. Cup of cummies. Uh, it feels dirty it to does. say it. That word makes me barf, honestly. <laughs> just like prolapsed anus. It's just kind of, it's right it, up there with that. It, it, well, it, to me, that word ranks right up there with things like boy pussy. Yes. Well, yes. It does. Oh. It's just so wow. dirty. Blurf. Boy pussy. Ass pussy. Oh. Uh, no, stop. No. No <laughs> I, more. I'm done. I'm leaving. Bye. Bye. You're uh, uh you're not a uh, you're not an important enough kid. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go jam with my band, the the Twenty Foot Prolapse. <laughs> we're uh, we're getting pretty big, and you're you're a fucking loser, kid. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm out of here for a while. We're going on tour. The Twenty so. Foot Prolapse is getting yeah. pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> you know those times I told you I loved you. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the, the chat. Daddy, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, then get better. 
<laughs> Talk to me when you knock that. Yeah, tell me when you're paying my rent. <laughs> anyway. All right, okay, bye. get Bye-bye. out of here. Good night. We missed you already.